Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why, why are you yelling at me? Whatever, make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Schaefer. My boy's awake and smart. This is Happer and Schaefer. Welcome back. Nine o'clock hour of Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer, Mike Schaefer with you. Friday, 9 o'clock. No, there's no Nebraska football game this week. Yes, there are Big Ten football games this week. There's actually there's actually two Big Ten games that I wanted to pick that didn't make picks. This is actually like a halfway decent week in college football where you don't have to like scrounge for scraps to uh, pick games. But we're not going to get a chance to do Iowa-Minnesota. And then I have a special... I like. I have a special feeling about Maryland against Michigan State. You you mentioned that. You mentioned it yesterday. I think it's time. <laughs> it's time. It's time. As I've always said, it's Mike Loxley time. Always I, have said. That. I respect him as a coach a lot. You know who had no questions for them at Big Ten Media Days? Mike Loxley. I bet I'll have more questions next year. He Tim Miles did. Uh, well, I mean, no one asked him a question. That's the, what happened. The Washington Post didn't send yeah. anything, and there's really no other. Twenty four seven Sports has a, a sizable Maryland site, but I don't think they were there, or they just figured they were going to get all their answers. You know, off like, to the side. Yeah. A lot of the the podium at Big Ten Media Days pointless for very pointless. Pointless, but it's for other media to ask national questions, yeah. generally. Though occasionally you get some local guys that do, and it's just kind of like, well, shouldn't you have like, access, right? You know, didn't you literally ask this question three days ago? Yeah. yeah. I always kind of cracked up. Did you, did you ever do the Big Ten teleconference? Yeah, I did. Um, oh, I did the Big Ten teleconference. I would crack up a little bit because there would just be like, it'd be like, and maybe it just didn't work out for them time-wise and they couldn't get over to some of the media sessions. Does that still exist? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh, I think once Brady Hoke was gone, there was a, the comedy factor of it. Oh, was, yeah. We used to go We used to go record it. Um, sit over here on this computer and record it every Tuesday or whatever it was and it was just like hilarious. <laughs> Should just I would listen out. I would listen to the whole thing. Just tweet in all caps, bring back the Big Ten teleconference, <laughs> Kevin Warren. Put it on a put it on a hat. No. Make the you Big were. Ten teleconference great again. It's <laughs> a lot of words to try to <laughs> Well, I think it's appropriate. We have to get our point across. All right, uh, so we'll go through a couple of those games uh, right after we go through our rankings here. Big Ten Power Rankings with tears. A lot of places will give you power rankings. Oh, here it is. A lot of places, but less, will tier the teams in the conference. They'll tell you who belongs where and in what tier. But only one place will combine the two where you have the tiers, and you also have the guts, the stones, the cojones to rank the teams. Big Ten Power Rankings with Tears starts right now. Schaefer has a theme every week. I wonder what his theme is today. My theme this week is names mentioned for Nebraska's open offensive coordinator spot. <laughs> 
So there are some good names that are probably unlikely, and there are some bad names that should never be considered. So we're doing this. The the tiers are ranked on likelihood, or uh, they're, they're just ranked-, ranked on whether I think it's a, an acceptable name or not. Okay, but realistic. it's also like the. The first one, it doesn't strike me as likely, but someone sitting in this chair on Thursday made a bunch of noises and then Uh, sort of made it seem like this could be a thing. Dead giveaway when you said made a bunch of noises. (laughs) (laughs) So, Somebody who likes to give away You want me to just go ahead and start? I do. Tom Herman here has one team, and that team is Ohio State. And even though they didn't put Nebraska away in a way that made you think these guys are the best team in the country, I think they're the best team in the conference. We've now seen Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State. I don't think C.J. Stroud is great, but I just think Ohio State has too many more pieces than everyone else. I thought about bumping Ohio State with the – I mean, they were going to get bumped off the number one spot, but I thought about putting them in a a tier with Michigan – in Michigan State and Wisconsin, actually, too. If that's, okay. that's a preview of my first two tiers there, but I didn't. So Ohio State's alone by themselves. They get Purdue yeah. this weekend, in which they are twenty-one point favorites. So we we can we can throw this in in the conversation. How do you how would you feel about Tom Herman as Nebraska's offensive coordinator? It would just be weird. It would be super. weird. I feel like it feel like Scott Frost and Tom Herman, like from a coaching perspective, you know, not knowing them personally at all, yeah. are like the same person, kind of. It's it's like, you know, not not right. once again, not from a personality standpoint. I would be fascinated But they're with, like young up and coming coach, yeah. great offensive minds, you know. They both flamed had out success at a, in the AAC, moved on to a major university where they struggle how people yeah. wanted. Yeah. Um Yeah, I I when when Sybil sat here and, and I think Bach brought up the name, and Sipple sort of made it seem like it could be a real possibility. I was, like, just flabbergasted off to the side over <gasps> here. Like, I, it's hard for me to imagine the offensive coordinator having as much cachet as the head coach here. Like, Right. And, I totally and quite agree. Especially being a situation. more successful coach than the head yeah, coach. Yeah, like, honestly, I, the th- thought with Tom Herman for me – was if Frost gets fired, do yes. you go after him as a head coach? I don't, I don't know that I would, but it's just like that was sort of the suggestion. Is he I a seeing. name? Yeah, I would see from people. And then now it's like, well, he should just – he could rehabilitate himself as the offensive coordinator at Nebraska. It's, what? It's like, uh, I don't I don't think that's good. With happen. Nebraska's offense? I'm just telling you what the people are saying. We're, we are aware that Scott Frost is not Nick, Nick Saban, correct? I am aware. Okay. So I, I I refer to it on Thursday as the Alabama School of Rehabilitation and the Nebraska School of Desperation. <laughs> yeah. I thought I that think was pretty good. That's a little bit more of yeah. what you're going to. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't think Herman, it's likely at all, but that's the, it's the top tier. It's Ohio State. Tom Herman is 46 years old. He is currently the He's currently an offensive analyst for the Chicago Bears, which yeah. is renowned as a great offense. Yeah. I suspect that those are no-show jobs where people get paid to watch some film and send in ideas every week. Yeah. And Matt Nagy looks at the ideas and scrunches his face up and says, eh, we're not going to do that. And then his team doesn't score points. Okay. So, that's... Uh, top-tier Tom Herman. That's top-tier. Here's... Are you ready for Tier 2? I am ready for Tier this 2. This is the LSU, Jake Peets, Mickey Joseph tier. This These oh, two... Oh, they come together, yeah. They, well, these two have been, like, 
the the biggest, most sought after rumor names by far. Like they're popping For up on sure, my message Jake board. Pete's, yes, they're popping up on Twitter. I'm sure they're popping up on everyone else's message board. I'm sure they're in the text line. People want some combination or one of these two to be the offensive coordinator. Or, but they would love the combo because it'd be you have a quarterback's coach and a wide receiver's coach in the same vein. So if they could be co-coordinators. They run their offense, whatever. Did you know, Schaefer, that both know. of those people actually went to Nebraska? Yeah, Mickey Joseph was a former quarterback here. And uh, Jake Peets, I don't think he played a lot, but yeah, it was. A, I think he's a walk-on, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, no, I, I I knew that. I mean, yeah, obviously he played really at all connections. So, and in this tier, I have two teams, and they are Michigan and Michigan State, and they are in that order. Jake Peets is from O'Neill. There you go. Scott Frost lived in O'Neill. Oh my God! Did you know that Scott Frost lived in a lot of towns? I heard audio that told me as much even though i already knew it before the audio played because it's been mentioned before it has been jake peets is currently the offensive coordinator for the fired coaching staff of the lsu tigers yeah. um so we'll see what happens with that situation um he has previously only had experience in the mm, let's see he was in the nfl uh and then two separate stints at alabama one and two, one for one year in 2013, and another for one more year in 2018. As analysts in both cases, uh, most recently before the LSU job, he was the Carolina Panthers' quarterback coach. So they just traded Matt Rule for uh, Jake mm -hmm. Peets. Or I'm I'm sorry, not Matt Rule, Joe Brady. I guess. Yeah. So that's uh, that's tier two. Who do you have in your second tier? Second tier includes Michigan, Michigan State. Oh, actually, this I went big on this one. Um, big tier. Yeah, this is a big tier. This is the biggest tier, actually. Oh, wow. Michigan at number two. They get Penn State this weekend on the road. That's a big game. Uh, Michigan State. They get Maryland at home. Wisconsin is at number four. They get Northwestern at home. Number five is Purdue. Ah. They go to Ohio State. Number six is Iowa. They get Minnesota at home. Number seven is Penn State, who gets Michigan. So we we have the same top seven. It's the only difference is I have Iowa ahead of Purdue, and I could have switched either way. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter to me on that one. Um, I have a third tier though, and that's where Wisconsin, Iowa, Purdue, and Penn State are. At. Okay, that's fair. So that's that's it because I feel like Michigan and Michigan State are better than what's below them, or I would take them more times than not. Michigan State blurs the line for me. And, and, and like, I believe in them more than you do. So I don't want to do yep. Ohio State tier, Michigan tier, yep. and then everybody else. I don't no. think that's right either. That's that's fair. Uh, that's definitely fair. The third tier, and I think I it was either this show or it was on Thursday, I, I floated this name as well, but this is where I'm going to throw in Jeff Nixon. He is the running backs coach for the Carolina Panthers, former Baylor offensive coordinator. His son, Will Nixon, is the wide receiver here on Nebraska's roster right now. Uh, and he has, he has both Big Ten experience, longtime coach, spent time in the NFL, has been a coordinator, has been a coordinator on an offense that isn't all that different than what uh, – Nebraska wants to run as it is anyways, has a connection to a quarterback in the transfer portal already. Like, it all adds up to a degree. Who's this? Oh, Charlie Brewer. Brewer. Brewer, yeah. Who I think sort of fits what Nebraska – like. Hmm. and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here. 
Nebraska when they didn't know what exactly Adrian Martinez was going to do at the end of last season, which there was some real questions. Took a peek. They they made a kick some tires, uh, and Charlie Brewer was a tire last year. He ended up at Utah, did not become the starter, and has since entered the transfer portal again. He's not fantastic by any means, but he's someone who can run a competent offense that can he's he ran well enough, but he's more of a passer, so he can hang in the pocket, deliver the ball. I like the idea of that. Um, my third tier is the smallest tier because it is the teams I have the least good idea of what to do with, and that would be number eight, Minnesota, who is coming off of a stupid loss to Illinois. Uh, they get Iowa this week in a game that would have been huge had that not happened, but it did. So here we are. Illinois just ruining everything this year. Ruining Penn State, ruining Nebraska, and ruining Minnesota. Uh, and then number nine is Maryland, who I actually think has a good chance to to be in that game with Michigan State this weekend. Um, I mean, Michigan State, for as, as you know, they're a top 10 team. Their defense is bad, and they got picked apart last week by, by Purdue's offense. Um, Maryland. What Purdue did to both Michigan State and to Iowa is still remarkable to yeah. me because Aiden O'Connell looked fantastic in those games. And sandwiched in between, you have Nebraska and Wisconsin, where I didn't think O'Connell looked that good against Nebraska, and he didn't look good at all against Wisconsin. It's just weird. Yeah. And then you have David Bell, who only had 70-some yards. He had like 110 yards combined in those games. And f nearly, what, 450 yards against Iowa and Michigan State? I, I guess this is the big thing for me with Michigan State, too. Like, And not to go back to them too much. They have Kenneth Walker, who has been a, a good player, obviously a very good player for them this year. But outside of him, I don't know that... I don't know that their offense is that dangerous or, or really even good at all. It's, it's a middle-of-the-pack type of offense, I would consider it. But they have Walker who can erase some things. And their defense is just downright bad. Their defense just isn't good. So they're kind of walking on a razor's edge here, um, walking a thin line. So, I, you know. It's weird because I would say they don't feel like a team that can come from behind, and yet they did that against a Michigan team that you like. Their you think Michigan has a better defense, and they made a stupid special teams play against Nebraska, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, otherwise so that would have been a loss. I don't know. I I don't know what to do with them. Um, and so I I, I get it. I, I I totally get it. I don't um I don't have the number. I don't have the odds on this, but I would I would be interested in a little Maryland money line uh, sprinkle this weekend. Okay, I'd be interested. Nice. Uh, so eight and nine, Minnesota and Maryland for me. All right, I also have them at eight and nine, but I have another team joining their tier, mm. and this is the Willie Corn tier. Who's Willie Corn? Willie Corn is the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at everyone's favorite darling team this year, Coastal, Coastal Carolina. Carolina. I want him. I want him so bad. His name is Willie Corn, and he has connections to Coastal Carolina. Yeah. And people just love everything that Coastal Carolina yeah, I don't, does. I, I don't. I'm being sarcastic. I don't get I, that. But I do. Like I think that his it name would be slightly. So I do realize his name is Willie Corn. When people were really pushing, okay, if if Scott Frost is out, who could you go get? And Jamie Chadwell was the big name for yeah. a lot of people. And it's like, aren't you just replicating the same exact yeah. issue that you would have? Also, that's a much bigger jump. Well, and it's Coastal also, Carolina to Nebraska is bigger than UCF to Nebraska. He's winning with offensive linemen that are like 275 pounds. Right. Like it's just the, the style of offense is fun, 
but I don't think it translates no. at all. I, I so I I have Willie Corn where I have him. One because I wanted to mention him because of the name alone. We do this thing with the hot group well, of five you, coaches. People just every ignore year. fit a yeah. lot of times, yeah. and it's like if Scott Frost can't fit at Nebraska, then another school that has smaller players that relies on speed in the Sun Belt. Yeah. That's not a recipe that just seems like it's going to work particularly well. Yeah, thick Midwest um, here. So I have I have Willie Corn there, and this is Maryland, Minnesota, and Illinois. Illinois, they have three conference wins. I have to put them there. I can't respect them. I don't want to respect them. You're I, showing them a great deal of respect. Well, by that's where them they not, go. Not in the poop tier. They look. I think they probably belong in this tier that. Uh, you're going to enjoy these names when they come up. But. They um, they have not been out of the poop tier yet for me, and it's not changing. I, this is their first time out. They popped up out of the hole. They are putting their head around. They are taking in all the air. You haven't seen anyone sniff like this in a long time. Like They're just fresh scents of getting to the fourth tier versus being in the last tier. You know, I, okay, so I'll take you seriously a little bit here because I – so here's my last tier. I have Nebraska at 10, I have Illinois at 11, I have Northwestern at 12, Rutgers at 13, and Indiana at 14. There's not much change there. By the way, Rutgers, Indiana is happening this weekend, and oh boy, this is for the toilet bowl. This, Tom Allen has a lot riding on this one. This is it. This is this is as good as it gets for the poop tier. Um, but I, I would say my defense of putting of putting Illinois in the bottom is because I just think even if you rolled them out on a, on a neutral field or whatever it is today, I still think Nebraska would win and probably win comfortably. I'm no longer convinced of that. Illinois maybe has done enough at this point where I, I am a little bit scared of them. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the opponents that they've been beating. I mean, in all three of their games, Nebraska, in all three of their big 10 wins, obviously Nebraska played really, really bad against Illinois. Penn State was um, very bad as well. Quarterback issues in that game, and then ended up losing in nine overtimes or whatever it was. They had an outside shot of being a bowl team. And Minnesota was absolutely horrendous. Minnesota may have put together a worse performance than Nebraska did against Illinois. Um, So, yeah, they they do have an outside shot to be a bowl team. Oh, I will not summarily dismiss them being – risen out of the poop tier but they're still there for me number 11 final tier for me and this is the get some of the gang back together tier yeah frank solich (laughs) tim beck tom osborne no i think people i haven't seen any real uh tom osborne suggestion but frank solich was a real suggestion from someone uh and frank solich is like 80 yeah well i mean that doesn't stop people from suggesting thing he's 76 i think uh in the past so tim beck is a more real suggestion of that and i don't want it at all so uh teams in this tier nebraska northwestern indiana Rutgers. as happer 77 as happer has already pointed out he played fullback indiana Rutgers for all the marbles so bad who okay so so much who else who else is in there beck Tim Beck. What's Tim Beck been up to? He's the offensive coordinator for NC State. Oh, NC State's ranked. Yeah. They're coming up in picks this weekend because they play Wake Forest. He has – I 
I'm trying to think of when the last time – one of the Texas teams, but for the most part, Tim Beck has avoided t- programs that have had losing seasons mm. for much, much of his coaching career. Hmm. So, one of the years at, at Texas. But, uh, yeah, so Tim Beck is at NC State currently and has been for a couple years. He's a guy that could pop up as a head coaching candidate, again, at a group of five school. Like a Coastal Carolina. Whenever or... I think about Tim Beck, I just think about how firm his hair was, his hair gel. And I thought that if I touched his hair, that I could be injured do you, like do you a porcupine. Remember he had like he had to get his jaw reset at one point in yeah, time. Yeah. And so and he, he could looked... only kind of talk through clenched teeth for a little bit. Yeah. I had a couple of run-ins with Tim Beck. I'd be good not experiencing that again so <laughs> uh big 10 games this weekend before we get to max michigan penn state we're gonna pick this one so we'll hold it off until later northwestern wisconsin what's happening oh, your watch out. talking no i thought it was uh northwestern wisconsin is a football game that has to occur i'm gonna go ahead and pick wisconsin in the game. wisconsin's a 24 and a half point favorite too they're many gonna... points no they'll cover too many they'll points cover. you remember wisconsin's defense or excuse me northwestern's defense trying to defend yant i think wisconsin will cover that's a good point rutgers indiana for Don't all the watch. marbles indiana a seven point favorite i'm gonna just not I, think about that. i would consider taking rutgers in the points there but I don't want any money on that game at all. Purdue, Ohio State, we'll pick that later, so we will hang on. It's kind of a fun game. Minnesota, Iowa, once looked interesting, looks less so now, more so for Iowa, obviously. Um, Iowa's a five-point favorite, Vegas zone. Nobody knows what's going to happen. You don't want to be in that. Yeah, I could see, I could see Minnesota winning this, but it's going to come down to somebody inexplicably dropping a ball at some point. Yeah. So there's that. And then Maryland, Michigan State, um, I'm going to get a calculation on the it, the the weather looks bad, so that's maybe throwing me off a little bit here. Is that game in Michigan it's State? It's in East Lansing, yeah. yeah. At the woodshed? At the at the shed, yes. At the shed. I wouldn't uh I, I would not rule out Maryland here as a sneaky dog. That's what I would say. A sneaky dog. Sneaky dog. All right, we'll take a break. Max Olson of the Athletic will go around college football. For the weekend, there are actually some good games, and of course, we are still hot on the coaching search um, talk. So we'll we'll get into that. We'll ask him his thoughts on what Nebraska did this week and and how much impact that has. We will get to Max Olson of the Athletic next. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter at Connor Happer at Mike J Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer 